Hey, one more thing before you go. Welcome to another episode of Over the Teacup Sunday with Michael and Diane, where Diane and I are going to continue to take a deep dive into the world of the 2023 Oscar-nominated films and talent. Today, we take a look at one of the most talked about movies, which has won a plethora of film awards across the world, Triangle of Sadness. This unique movie is worthy of an Oscar nomination, in my opinion, and has been praised by critics and audiences alike. I'm your host, Michael Hurst, and I'm here with my lovely wife and co-host, Diane. Hi, happy Super Bowl Sunday. Welcome to the show. Triangle of Sadness is a dark comedy directed by Ruben Ostlin and starring Harris Dickinson and in Ruben Ostlin's wickedly funny Palm d'Or winner, social hierarchy is turned upside down. It reveals the tawdy relationships between power and beauty. Celebrity model couple Carl Harris Dickinson and Yaya Shalby Dean are invited on a luxury cruise for the uber-rich. It's helmed by an unhinged captain, uh, boat captain, Woody Harrelson, who does a he does a pretty good job with that. It's a great job. Kind of makes you want to hate him. <laughs> or love him, yeah. What first appeared to be an elite opportunity to grow on Instagram following ends catastrophically, leaving the survivors stranded on a desert island and fighting for survival. And, uh, you know, it's really interesting because kind of what it does is reverse the roles. D- definitely. Once they, uh, once they shipwreck. Yeah. It just, it just completely flips it on its head. And it was pretty, pretty cool, actually, the way it does. Yeah. It. And, you know, it, it's, I think it was filmed pretty well. I think the, uh, the cinematography was done good. Uh, the actors within themselves, I think, did a brilliant job overall. Yeah. All of I, them. I know. I know the description said it starred um, the one guy, uh, but I think everybody kind of had, I mean, I guess, I guess in a way he was more the star, the lead, but everybody had a huge role in it, really. There's a lot of characters that- There's a lot of characters, yeah. I mean, there's not, that Woody Harrelson is probably the most famous character. Yeah, he's probably the only- In it. Well-known, yeah. But other, I mean, other than that, I think it was it was done pretty well. You, it sets it up in the beginning. I mean, we're not going to go into great detail because we don't want to ruin it for you. But uh, we rented it off of Prime, and uh, it only cost us like six bucks to rent, I think. Um, so it wasn't it's not freely available to you. But six bucks to me it was worth the six bucks. It, I think it was, it was a very yeah, it was worth it. Yeah, it's an interesting contrast. Like like I said a little you know in the in the intro, uh, it kind of shows the the class disparity in the fact that there are some people who are so ultra rich that they forgot how to do basic things. They they just don't even know. They have no um, idea of reality and and what it's like to live in the real world and how to treat people. How to treat people. They just demand what they want in the moment and nobody's going to tell them any different. And it's all about money. Money, money, money. I'm richer than you. I'm richer than you. You're, you're not richer than me. And I'm going to do this because I'm rich. 
And if you don't like it, my husband will just buy the boat. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And then there's there's just some uh I'm there are some unwatchable scenes that um that go on for very, very long. I, I think it I think some of those scenes, and you know which ones I'm talking about, went on longer than they needed to. I'm really not sure what they were trying to get at, but uh they were unnecessary. Other than that and the ending, I really liked it. Well, it, it, yeah, not a big fan of the ending either. I mean, I think that, um, us from our perspective, I think that the, um, we watch enough movies to really kind of expect certain aspects of the movie. And in this one, I think it felt it's a little bit short in regard to that, the ending at least. I think if, if there's, I'm sure there's people out there who enjoy a movie that doesn't get wrapped up in the end with a pretty little bow and really makes you have to, as the audience, really think and kind of create the ending for yourself and how did it end. And you can all, I mean, we can all come up with a different ending of what happened, which I guess in a way is kind of cool and it is different than most movies. So... I guess I see the point of doing that. Well, I will tell you that, let me list off some of these. I'm looking this up really quick while you were talking. This, but I, I mean, I mentioned the, um, the Palme d'Or award, but. I think that uh, it was also at Sundance. It said something about Sundance or is that the same thing? Was it the, Door Award at Sundance or something. Uh, that's I think that's their man. This list this list of awards is just crazy. Really? I mean, well, it, it's definitely worth watching. I would not say don't watch it. Um, it it's just got some odd things in it and some very ugh, God. These are scenes that I. You can't unsee them. <laughs> yeah. You just and and it went on and on and on and oh, anyway. Oh, it was written and directed by Ruben Austin. Uh, the other character we were talking about is, uh, like I say, starred Harris Harris Dickinson, Charlby Dean Crick, Woody Harrelson, Henrik uh, Dorson, which I think that guy was the um, the Russian. Yeah, I think you know, so. Because he had a very you know prime part within that. Um, they won uh, Oscar nominee for best picture of the year. Uh, Eric Hammer, Hammerdorf, Hemmendorf, Philip Bobber, uh, best original screenplay, best achievement in direction, um, the BAFTA Awards twenty twenty three, uh, best supporting actress, Dolly De Leon. And then uh, Best Casting and Best Screenplay. The AACTA International Awards, uh, Best Screenplay, Best Supporting Actor. Uh, Woody Harrelson, by the way, for that. It was it was a good movie. I liked it. Uh, there were parts I didn't. Um, I don't see how anybody could, personally, I don't see how anybody could be nominated for anything out of this. Uh, maybe Woody. I, maybe I can kind of see that uh, for supporting but all the rest of it 
Will you be surprised if they even won the AARP Movies for Grownups Award 2023? Movies for Grownup Award nominee, Best Supporting Actor, Woody Harrelson. Alliance of Women Film Journalists, uh, Best Ensemble Cast. Um, Golden Elm Award, 10 Top Foreign Language Films. Uh, American Cinema Editors, Cannes Film Festival was a Technician Prize winner. Uh, Palme d'Or winner, Capri Hollywood winner, um, Clotrudis Awards. I'm not sure who that is. I've been out of the the award arena for so long. I'm not sure what that is, but uh, there are nominees. Several people nominated for that. Sin uh, Euphoria Awards. Whole slew of people. I mean, this list just goes on and on and on. Wow. Critics' Choice Award nominee for Best Comedy Film. I mean, there were some some comedy in it that also was kind of gross, <laughs> but kind of. Uh, or we'll I, say I, we'll say a lot. Uh, Danish I, Film Award. I mean, it goes on and on and on. So we've got. I don't know if this is going to come through or not. Just in case it does, we got the uh, the jets flying over. They're practicing for the Super Bowl flyover. Right over our house, and I can hardly hear you. Okay, <laughs> they're gone now. So overall, I found that that this movie was very interesting in regard to the ensemble cast. It seemed to work pretty well together. Obviously, it's like any other movie; it's got a a slew of extras and some background, uh, which you know, in my opinion, as as part of what took place when they did get stranded on a, a desert island. Obviously, realistically, anybody listening or watching is going to know that there's only two ways to get stranded on an island. Your boat sinks or you get thrown overboard. So from that perspective, um, I was a little disappointed in in a few things like what happened to everybody uh, from that perspective. There were some th ends that, I won't say Without ends, but there were some things that weren't really, did have closed ends. There were yeah. some open holes that didn't get patched, in my opinion. Yep, I agree. But overall, I think it was a pretty good film for showing the reality of the differences in the hierarchy that exist in today's society, from the ultra-rich yep. to people who have money to people who have none. I mean, there's it's, like three levels within that. It's awful. It's really, it's, it's really awful. Um, and unfortunately, it's awful because it's true. It is true. And I think it's also possibly, I, I don't know, I mean, he wrote it and he directed it. So I'm wondering whether or not at some point in his life he may have lived it. Maybe. You know, yeah. to, to be able to understand where he's coming from or maybe associations because the for me, the realism within that perspective really plays out in this film. I mean, I think that's the primary, the primary goal of this is to say, hey, you know, you're people too, and, and you really, you know, should appreciate those underneath you that made you who you are and where you got in life. And you're no better, you're no better than anybody else. Yeah, you're no better than anybody else. It is most, a... Um, most of them are worse. So. Yeah, and, and the um, the Russian guy and his wife, and um, they have, uh, we'll say, an assistant along. <laughs> yeah. With them, which, you know, yeah. watch the movie and you will be able to figure all that out. But, you know, I think that that 
the perspective of all of those characters, at least the primary ones, the ones that were end up stranding on stranded on the island, their perspective on life uh, kind of immediately changed, and yeah. uh, you know they they realized that uh, you know they're not as elite as they thought they were, um, you know. And in this ending, um, I wasn't quite happy with this ending. I wasn't until I got to thinking about it and thinking well, we kind of can make our own conclusion with that. Um, it's sad that we'll never really know, like, you know, but, you know, it's not a true story anyway. So we really can just decide how we want that movie to have ended. And yeah, but at the same time, I think it also implies, well, it implies a couple of different things in the end. So I, yeah, maybe you're right from that perspective, because it, when you look at it and you watch the ending, you kind of think it's going to end one way, but they really don't show it. And and when I as I was thinking about it, I mean, I could come up with at least three different ways it could have ended, and what yes. he was say, and there might even be more. I mean, if I really thought about it, um, there could be all kinds of ways that ended, which is, I guess, that's why it's kind of cool because it is different than any other movie that way. Usually, movies, you know, wrap everything up with a pretty little bow and everything's fine and or not, you know, but it, at least it ends. You like you have some sort of a an ending to it. Yeah. You know, and this just doesn't do that, and no. it's, it kind of makes it interesting. And I think that um, I'm going back here to look at something really quick. But to the, be honest, when I was watching it and saw that there was no ending to it, I was mad. <laughs> I was not <laughs> in that moment. I was very unhappy about it. But then, as I got to thinking about it, it's like, oh, okay, maybe that's cool. You know, it it is. Um, I, I I like. Obviously, you know, I have a background in screenwriting, and everything that I ever learned in screenwriting is that you need to have that beginning, the middle, and the end. You need to have the protagonist, the antagonist. You need to have that journey from the beginning to the end. Which I think. I I think it kind of did that, but to me. It left too many things open. There were a lot of holes. Yeah, it left too many things open to me from that perspective. But, you know, I look at it from not only uh, an individual watching it. I, I sometimes I unfortunately go into like a, the director mode, the filmmaker mode and go, well, wait a minute. Why didn't you do that? Right. You know, hold on, back up. Why, why haven't you filled this hole in? Because if we're going on this journey, we need to understand... Uh, the whole journey and, and get a conclusion. It's like, it's almost like, um, well, one more thing before you go, you can lose somebody in an instant. You didn't get to say what you wanted to say. Well, here, I don't think we got to see what we really should have seen. You know, we didn't get closure. That's the only, that's really my only negative part about this film is I don't think that we got to see what we needed to see at the end. It was just left up to speculation and we could decide for ourselves. Um, you know, so if you're, if you're a person who needs closure in things, then yeah, it's really going to bother you because yes. there's no closure. Yeah. So Ruben, Ruben, you should get a hold of me and let's talk about this and let me know what you were really thinking about the ending. <laughs> and I have I a few like, more. I would yes, like I to a, know. Yeah. And I have a few more questions in regard to the, uh, uh, the holes you didn't fill. 
logical holes. To me, those are logical holes. You know what I mean? Because we ended up with, how many people we end up with on the beach? We end up with... Um, Let me count them. Yeah, I think seven, seven or eight. So we ended up with on the beach. And that that was a huge yacht. It had, you know, at least um, 30 or 40 people, maybe more with crew. I think it probably had more, especially with the crew. Yeah, especially yeah. with the crew. So at least at least 100 people on the yeah. boat. So from that perspective, I think they just need to be filled. But other than that, I think that, um, you know, it, uh, it uh, kudos to everybody that made the film because they actually did a really good job with, yeah. you know, showing us and presenting to us that different hierarchy that a lot of us feel anyway. I did that as a cop. You know, you'd stop somebody that had power and money and they go, do you know who I am? It's like, yeah, but you still broke the law. But do you know who I am? Yeah. Kind of a thing. So, you know, it. you go from that perspective where you see the reality of power that people have and how quickly that power can shift. That's what I did like about the movie. Yeah, yeah. And it, you know, um, maybe people who are in that position in reality, if they see this movie, maybe it'll... I don't know, give them a clue that they need better people if they're not, you know. Unfortunately, I believe that if they watched this movie, they wouldn't even think that. They would go, why aren't they doing this for me? Why aren't they doing that? Yeah, we can hope. We can hope. <laughs> can always hope for better. Mm-hmm. So anyway. But it, was, it was a good movie. It, it, Although it has some holes and although it has some very unwatchable scenes that I will never get out of my mind, um... I still liked it, and I still would recommend you watching it. I would recommend watching it as well. I do not believe in my prediction that this is going to win Best Picture out of all of these that have come out. Yeah, you know, if anything, it would be the, um, what do they call that? The uh, They have a name for it. When somebody comes Winner in. Winner or loser? <laughs> he comes in that they didn't, Dark Horse, is that what it is, the Dark Horse? That Dark Horse comes in. Yeah, I mean it could, but I doubt it. Well, I mean we've 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 watched so far. We've watched five of these of the uh, nominated films, best picture films. And I think um, we've watched more than that, huh. No, I think we've watched five. Okay. I can look at my notes real quick. We've watched six of the nine nominated movies. We're doing pretty good this year. We are doing really good this year. Wow. Yeah, we watched Most six of the nine nominated movies. So from this perspective, though, I think, I mean, and there's some stiff competition, and we're going to talk about some of the other ones that are coming up. Like I said, you had mentioned that, you know, we're going to talk about two more next week because we can't do, we don't have time to do individuals um, really after this because it's closing in on us pretty quick. Um, but the two we're going to watch next week are All Quiet on the Western Front and The Banshees of Inishirin. Uh, and both of those, although very depressing and very <sighs> realistic in in nature like in your face realistic yeah you know i think that um well even this one was kind of in your face realistic if you think about it mm, I, I think this is, this one answers question. the what if question yeah of uh, no? what 
what if what if I'm an ultra rich guy and I don't know how to start a fire, and I get in a boat, a, a, the the ship sinks, and um, um, who's going to take care of me? What if I ended yeah. up on a deserted island? What if I ended up not knowing how to do anything to take care of myself? What if the hierarchy changed and I had to rely on somebody that I felt was subservient? It was it was interesting that um, when you said that, it just hit me. It's interesting that um, pretty much none of them, except for one, knew how to do anything. So. Well, yeah. And, and then what you also see, which I loved about it in from this perspective, I loved is that when the roles changed, then the people that then became into power were doing the same thing Yes, that the people that were in power were doing. That, yes. So yes. once they grabbed that power and held it in their hand, it was, you know, look oh. at me, look at me. Oh, I, I can do a lot of stuff with this. Yes. Hmm. And they yeah. used that, they used that to their benefit mm -hmm. from that perspective. And uh, it shows, I guess, how easily that can happen and it can happen to any of us. You and know, then when it starts to change, mm -hmm. if, if that then is taken away from you in any manner, it goes back to... Or even, even just threatened. Yeah. Then it, it, it kind of opens your door as to what are you going to do if you're threatened with it being gone all of a sudden when you have a taste of it. Yeah. So what's your verdict, Diane? See it. Um, know that there's going to be some parts you probably aren't going to like. Uh, the ending is hard. So, but it's worth watching because I think there were some really funny moments, actually. It's definitely a dark comedy. It is sure. a dark comedy. So there's funny um, moments. There's point. There's poignant. Poignant. I can't say that word. Is <laughs> that it? Poignant. Poignant. Points Moment. within and moments within this film, uh, and I think that they've done a really, really good job with uh, the the fact that they dipped into their roles the way they did them. And uh, I think the cast has played that very well. It's and uh, yeah, the cast was great. So yeah, I agree. Check it out. We think that uh, at least I think Diane just said it. I agree with her. I think you should take the six bucks and watch it. And uh, I think you'll enjoy it from that perspective. And if you agree with me about the open ending, please feel free to email me at michael at one more thing before you go.com. Or if you like Diane's perspective on that, where it kind of leaves it open to for your own, email me again at michael at one more thing before you go.com. I'd like we'll to somebody's opinion of how they think it ended. Like, you know, I think that'd be a fun conversation. Would be a fun conversation. Might bring you on the show. Yeah. You have to talk about it, talk to a bunch of people. Let's do that. So I want to thank everybody for being uh, today. I know that's the Super Bowl. We're going to go out and watch the Jets practice. We're looking forward to that. And uh, we hope you get to enjoy the game tonight. Uh, thank you for, uh, again, joining us here uh, next Sunday. We're going to cover two movies, The Banshees of Inisherin and All Quiet on the Western Front. As we said, All Quiet on the Western Front is the uh, remake of this reality war film and um it was done extremely well i think as from a, the german perspective and uh, uh we look forward to that um wednesday we're back to our normal programming as well please uh, keep in mind that we're going to have some fantastic guests that are showing up here over the next couple of months so please continue to revisit us on wednesday 
visit our store before you go podcast.shop and uh, we would appreciate any type of uh, support that you give us to continue to bring you uh, content and us our pretty little faces and well diane's pretty face my ugly face with a uh, little gray beard here <laughs> uh, and one more thing before you all go have a great day have a great weekend and thanks for listening Thanks for listening to this episode of One More Thing Before You Go. Check out our website at beforeyougopodcast.com. You can find us as well as subscribe to the program and rate us on your favorite podcast listening platform.